This is the BSN Denver Buffs Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network, taking you beyond the field and inside the locker room. Right over the middle. It's off by Kenneth Olivoni. Olivoni's got a gang of uploads in front of him. Moves down the far side of the middle left side. A tackle in front of him. A block. Another block. Olivoni all the way down to the 24-yard line of the Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Konigsberg and Jake Shabiro. Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast, coming to you live from, well, archived, I always say live, but it's archived from the Blake Street Tavern. Uh, I've got Ryan Konigsberg to my right, Ali Monroy. Across from me, we're still working on that intro. Uh, Connor McGahee, pretty busy guy. Does a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, he, he like has to be the PA announcer for the Denver Broncos or something. And the Avalanche and the Buffs and the Rapids. So Well, uh, I just think it's because Ryan wants to still have a, an ability to kick me off the show whenever he feels like it, so he just doesn't want to have that made. That's true. Like you're always one bad takeaway from being out of here. I mean Great. she was on probation coming into last week. <laughs> that changed pretty quickly. She had good takes last week. You Except know what's a good way to get off of probation? Team. The all name team. R.I.P. You know what's a good way to get off of probation? How? Paying your way off probation. And you know how you can do that? If you win big at mybookie.lv. And we have an opportunity for you to do that. Uh, If you're watching college football, you know, you got to go to the site, mybookie.lv. Thousands of experts and rookies are playing and winning big there. They offer real Las Vegas odds, amazing player props, and live in-game action with odds updated in real time. But the best thing about mybookie.lv fast no hassle payouts when you win join now and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand dollars and get an extra 10 percent on top of that when you use promo code bsn denver and sign up today or anytime in the last six months so <laughs> <laughs> probably the next six months too but do it today do it today just do in it case today, yes. uh, you have no idea when we could stop running that promotion i don't think you know i don't either yeah. <laughs> uh anyways colorado did they Cover the spread. It covered the spread. So eight and one against the spread this year. Nine and one. What is what? Are we? Eight nine and one. one. No, nine and nine one. one. They nine and one. Games. They played ten <laughs> games. They're nine and one against the spread. They're eight and two overall. Uh, they beat Arizona in a interesting game. They they thrashed them in terms of the scoreboard, winning forty nine to twenty four. But it never really felt like the Buffs were in control of that game. It felt odd the entire way, maybe because Arizona outgained Colorado, but uh, they took care of business and. That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, they took care of business in a big way, I thought. I realized that Arizona moved the ball probably more than the Buffs would have liked, but they weren't scoring. It's bend, don't break. We've talked about that a lot. And the Buffs were, to me, they, were, they felt like they were in control the whole game. I know late in the game you tweeted, we might have a game here, and I just quote tweeted you and said, no, we don't. It's kind of savage oh, think, on my part. I think that was the tweet where I tweeted and got, like, two favorites, and you got, like, way more on the response. That's what we're talking <laughs> about pre-pod. Happens sometimes. Uh, so, I don't know. It, to me, it was exactly what the Buffs needed. They got the offense back on track. They, Of course, you want to see that full game, but, again, it almost gives you more hope that you still haven't seen that full game. Uh, right now, the Buffs are going into the two most important games since 2001, probably in the program, and you still feel like this team hasn't hit their peak, which is crazy because they're 8-2 and and they are so much higher above any peak that we could have dreamed before the season, yet I still don't believe they've played their best football game. They're going to need to in one of these last two, three, four, dare I say five 
games that they're going Five. to play. So <laughs> please don't make me cover more football than TV. <laughs> I only get paid a certain amount. You're like, yeah, you're, you're like, uh, like I don't get a postseason bonus check. <laughs> you're like the South Park where they want the, the baseball season to end so badly. <laughs> no doubt. But you're bat dad. I still don't think they have played that best game, and they're going to need to some point down the stretch. For me, I feel like I expect them to have already played that best game. I know it's good that they haven't peaked, I guess, the way you phrased it. But for me, I expected that against Arizona. Arizona did not has not played well this season. They out they had more yards. The def they made it possibly a game. The fact that some people thought it was there was still a chance for them to come back that disappointed me. But I don't know. The defense. It disappointed her that I had a bad take is essentially what she just said. That disappointed me. I'm rolling my eyes over here. Yeah, the game was never wrong. in question. Okay, it wasn't. But at the same time, like a lot of people, it shouldn't have been tied so quickly, first of all. Shouldn't have been 7-7. Seven and seven. And I was just surprised that the defense didn't come out as well as they have in the past. And I even was saying to some people, the Buffs have great offense and then the defense struggles a little bit. Or the Buffs have a great defense. And Their offense sometimes does well. Their defense sometimes does well, and their special teams doesn't pull, come up to play. And yeah. so I just I like I want special it to be. Special teams never really comes to play. I want Except it to for be. Except the UCLA mm, game. Sorry. I think it needs to be. They have to play a perfect game, and I expected that on um, Saturday against Arizona, especially going into Washington State and going into Utah. Like you said, some of the biggest games of the season, they should have this down. At least from what I've seen, if I would. If I like was watching my Eagles play right now, I would be frustrated because I want them to have a game where I have no doubt that they can fully compete 100% with Washington State and beat them, which uh, with the Buffs, I really do think that they do have a chance, but not as much as I would have expected after Arizona. Yeah, these next two games, as you just said, Allie, and as Ryan said as well, are probably the two mo are, are definitely the most two important games of the season. But not only that, they are so important in terms of, uh, well, let me rephrase it. They are probably the two best teams Colorado's going to face all year. And I was having this discussion uh, with other people in the media and saying that Colorado really hasn't had a great win this year. Uh, Stanford was a pretty good win. Looks but better now, too. It, it looks better now, but they haven't really beaten a great team in terms of the top 25. Sure, Oregon was a program-changing type win, and it changed the momentum for this program. But in terms of teams this year, they haven't really beaten anyone. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first, I want to still focus in on this uh, past game. And Ryan, we've seen Cephalufau struggle a little bit recently. Uh, we've seen the offense struggle a lot recently. What did you see out of Cepho in the offense uh, in that game in Tucson? I almost said Tempe, but it's was it's it Tucson? It's it's, it's the one Tucson. they beat. It's to the death. one that's bad. It's the one it's where they Tucson. beat to death. The one in uh, the one from Chainsmokers. <sighs> it's a bummer that like Boulder is in that song, and then a terrible town like Tucson is also in that song. Like that should take it down a notch in your head. Uh, but I thought it was really nice to see them get the ball downfield again. You saw Cepho get time in the pocket at times, not all game, that's for sure. But at times, he was getting time in the pocket and was able to use those threats downfield that, honestly, make this offense dangerous. I realize Phil Lindsay is having an amazing season, but what makes Colorado's offense unique is the amount of talent they have on the outside in Shea Fields, in Devin Ross, in Bryce Bobo. And honestly, uh, Shea Fields, I had felt, was being underutilized in the last few games. Finally, he gets back off. He's back on top of uh, all the leaderboards in terms of CU wide receivers. So it's great to see them get the ball downfield again and give Cepho the time to get the ball downfield again. 
they're going to need that, especially down this stretch. I agree. I mean, that's what I said um, last week, that I really wanted the wide receivers to play a bigger part in the game, and they did this game, and I was really happy with how Sefo played on certain parts of the game. His O-line definitely gave him more of a chance to relax and take time to look down the field and make those plays to Shea. Um, and I, ex- again, expect that again from them next week. You know, I think that's a key in the, the O-line because the O-line looked so bad against UCLA and against uh, Stanford. But Phil Lindsay, as proved by Phil Lindsay's running game, 25 carries, 119 yards with three touchdowns, they performed a lot better. And I was talking to Alex Kelly as well as uh, Timmy Lynott about this this week. And basically what they told me is that in the Stanford and the UCLA games, it was the first time teams really threw the entire defensive playbook at them. And the offensive line struggled. They didn't know how to react. They had never seen that before where a defense went all out against them. And they went back to the drawing board with Clayton Adams this past week uh, before the Arizona game. And they were expecting Arizona to throw the entire playbook at them. They did, but they knew how to react to it because they had adjusted some of the things they're going to do as a defensive line. And those little things like that are the signs that a team is improving and the sign that a team can go as deep as they really want to go into a season. Exactly, and I think you make that point as well spoken as it could be spoken. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, <Wow>. Bob. <laughs> really appreciate. I really appreciate the the adding on to the speech. Yeah, you're just you're, that was great. Good I job. mean, I agree. I think it was a great game for them to take the time to like take a step back, like we said last week. Look at Arizona, see what they need to improve on, and go from there. And I think that's something they definitely have to do against Washington State and their defense, because Washington State is known for having a good defense. And Phil had an amazing game. You always have to keep feeding it to Phil, um, especially when Sefo doesn't have that much time. But um, yeah. That's Sorry, I'm just really distracted because the Buffs just announced they're wearing silver helmets, black jerseys, silver pants, which. Like, since they got the silver gear, I've wanted that combo so badly. So I just can't really think. He's not paying attention else. to us. Uh, uh, I will. I want to talk about this before we wrap up. It's the like Arizona. porn just like came over. Oh, my, my God. Yeah, I quote tweeted it. Give me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, my God. Both of you. Unif- we should do because there's like uniform watch. There's uniform like critic or whatever. We should do uniform uni porn. porn. Uniform porn. Uniform porn. <laughs> I like it. I don't like uni. Probably don't Google uni porn. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna see, but like you're up. gonna see something weird. Oh my yes. god. Hey, so that defense against Arizona <laughs> didn't play too well. Yeah. Uh, the run defense was atrocious. I don't know. Honestly, it was it, it wasn't that bad to me because they didn't but really. But for Arizona, like to be playing Arizona, Arizona, who was two and seven at the time, that w- they didn't play as well as they could. But Arizona's two and seven because their defense is trash, not because their offense is trash. And so, I realize you wanted it to be better, but again, you can't. I, I it's hard for me to expect nineteen-year-old kids to get up and, and play that hard when they're blowing out a team. One. Two, most of their points were put on the board late in the game. And three, they didn't give up that many points anyways. So, yes, you want them to shut out every team every week. But, the, I mean, going back to, you know, only allowing Stanford to score five points, that was ridiculous, especially in this day and age in college football. So, I think it's fine. I think the defense is fine. There's nothing to worry about there. Uh, they're going to have to buckle down really hard this week. But they are playing – a team that I think plays into their defensive strengths. 
yeah, their strength is as a secondary, and we're going to come back and talk about that in a second. But first, got to tell you about the Colorado Keg House, which this segment was just brought to you by. Uh, it's in Broomfield right next to the First Bank Center with 75 Colorado craft beers on tap. They are the home of Colorado craft beer, from wheat beers to nitros to IPAs and owls. Did I get it right? No, no owls. I literally you mean like You're multiple This alleys. isn't like an act. It's ale. Ale. Oh, okay. So you, I'm going to do it again. They're the home for Colorado craft beer, from um, wheat beers to nitros to IPAs to ales. Imagine uh, it's spelled A-I-L-S. I might have to do that on our do reads. Do it. Ales. Ales. Nobody does craft beer like the Colorado Craig House, and you can sit at their huge bars, tables, or lounge area. No matter where you sit, you'll be in front of a TV with sports on. So next time you're looking for something to do, go down to the Colorado Keg House off Wadsworth and 36 in Broomfield. Maybe stop at the Colorado Keg House while you're on your way up to Boulder for the Buffaloes game on Saturday. They play the Washington State Cougars. It's a matchup of the 10th and 22nd ranked teams in the country. Uh, and I do not think anyone expected that to be true. I mean, I was talking to one of the, the athletic department staffers today uh, who's traveling with the basketball team uh, to Brooklyn, and he goes, man, I, I feel bad that I'm not going to be around for, for the Washington State game. Like, they need all the help they can get. Like, it's a pretty big-time game. But when I scheduled this trip to go out with the basketball team, like, who would have guessed that the Buffs would be the 10th-ranked team in the country playing the 22nd-ranked team in, in the Cougars? It's very true. Right now the Buffs are five-point favorites in that game. But it's so true, and it's just so unexpected on so many different levels. To me, it's, it's amazing. Like, maybe I've been a little emotional this week, but <laughs> just thinking about, like, walking into Folsom Field on, like, a Saturday at 1.30 for a nationally televised game between two ranked teams, like, it just, like – gives me so much nostalgia for like my childhood because that's how it was like every game felt like this and it's like gonna be like a chilly fall so it's just everything about this is so amazing to me and it just really uh is incredible that somehow we're at this point and I said this actually speaking to another athletic department staffer this game and potentially the rematch in the Pac-12 championship is the greatest symbol ever of how cyclical college football is. I haven't looked up the stats. I actually meant to do it at some point today. I'd be willing to venture a guess that no two teams in the country had more losses in Power 5 in the last 10 years than Colorado and Washington State. Now, this Saturday, they meet up with both teams. At one team having, dare I say, national title implications – one team talking about conference title implications and, you know, Rose Bowl implications. And these are two teams that were complete laughing stocks for an entire decade. And now they stand here playing one of the biggest games, uh, probably the biggest game of the entire weekend. Do you think it has any effect uh, that if Colorado loses this game, it's more meaningful than if Washington State loses this game? Because Colorado needs help if they lose this game. If Washington State loses this game – they can still beat Washington and go to the Pac-12 title. Yeah, exactly. That changed a lot. Well, do you, Are you asking me if th that has implications on this game? Yeah, does that have implications? No, because both teams are at, like I said last week going into Arizona, You nothing, there's no such thing as a trap game or looking past anyone or not being fired up in the last four games of the season. Both of these teams have so much on the line. Both of these teams are trying to improve their standing in, in the country and in the college football playoff rankings. So – yeah, do the Buffs have a little bit more edge? Maybe, but both teams are going out there for blood. 
I agree. Sefo yesterday at the press conference said that he was that they're all just so excited to go out to Folsom and just play Colorado football because it is they are seniors, a lot of them, and this is their final games at Folsom, and so they're just excited to play Colorado football and they're ready to go out against Washington State. No doubt, and, and this is going to be such a big game, and that's why we threw it out on Twitter. This is the biggest game since uh, for Colorado, and the answer so far we've gotten is the 2012 Big 12 championship game from podcast contributor Ted Chalfin. Uh, and Ryan, I don't know if you agree or disagree with that because you said your take is hot. Uh, <laughs> it's a hot <laughs> take. Um, oh my, my, my take is 62-36. Is this is the biggest game since 62-36. All right, here's where I'm coming from. Because 62-36 to me would be the answer, but – that game didn't turn out to be as big as it really should have been because that game should have got the Buffs a ticket to the national title, but it didn't. So technically, the implications weren't as high. To me, this, this game is bigger going back to the 90s, maybe 94, when, team, when you're still talking about Colorado having a chance to win a national title. So maybe even all the way back to the national championship game because this, is, this game has national title implications. It's insane to say that. But really, the Buffs only need three teams in front of them to lose, in my opinion. And if they went out, they find their way in the college football playoff. Now, that's a different discussion that I think we're going to have here in a second on do you even, even want to get up to four and have to run into Alabama? I don't know about that. But to me, this game is bigger than 62-36 because I still think the Buffs have a chance at a national championship. Now, we didn't know that before 62-36 because we thought that game would have got them into the national championship with the way they played in that game. To me, this is – it has national title implications, and I don't think that's happened since before then. No doubt. And I, I, I agree with that in, in a way that this game ha, does, has that national title implication. But will we look back on this Washington State game if they win and then let's say they beat Utah as meaningful? Because potentially if Washington State loses this game against Colorado, they're going to drop out of the top 25, and then they perhaps lose to Washington. And then people forget how good this Washington State club was, and everyone looks at that game against Utah where they clinched the Pac-12 South, they stormed the field, but people forget that, hey, the week before they had that same thing. Right. Well, I mean, next week when they play Utah, if they won this one, that will be the biggest game since Washington State because <laughs> that – this game has that type of implication on it. And next week's going to have the same thing, too, if you win. So you've reached this point now where these games matter so much. It's, it's something that a lot of people who will be in that stadium have never seen a game at Folsom Field that mattered this much. I will have not, uh, that's for sure. Uh, but Allie I will, will say this. Not. I will have not as well. Will this be a brick game if Colorado wins? <laughs> this feels like a conversation from 2012. Uh, I, I think it should be, yeah. But And then I think the next game should be two, and then the next game after that would be two. So may, I don't know where you draw the line because – Or where you draw the – gosh, what goes in between no, bricks? don't. The, not the cement, the cock. Where you draw the cock. <sighs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you could potentially have four brick games in a row if that's how you want to do it. Maybe you say this isn't, Utah is – Pac-12 championship is, and, go, and so on if you win them. But this is the biggest game in, in at least 15 years, I think. I know Ted says 14, but 
that's a brick game. No doubt. Okay. Uh, and then going into this actual game, I want to come back to the thing about would you rather go to the college football playoff or whatever, but I want to go into the actual game first. This is going to be a the second best passing offense in the country against the top 10 passing defense in the country. Uh, and that's going to be, I think, the matchup everyone's watching. Mm -hmm. You know, Luke Falk against this CU secondary, and it's going to be a fun one. Uh, I, I know the Buffs are preparing for a shootout, but if they're preparing for a shootout, I think it's that's grout not was the word you're looking for. A grout? Grout? Yeah, not caulk. But they don't even grout the bricks in now. They just I'm just, have like, them. looking at bricks right here. Right, but, like, the bricks at in the in the this, the IPF aren't, like, grouted like this. They're just on the wall. So. Yeah, uh, anyways, go ahead. Uh, talking, you were talking about falk, and that rhymed with caulk, and then I was like, wait, that's not right. Caulk. <laughs> Uh, so, but if the buffs are preparing for a shootout, is that bad thing? Because that means, are they really trusting their secondary to come through against Falk? Well, that was uh, that was offensive players who were saying that, was it not? Yeah, it was Sefo. I don't know. Allie was there. So Sefo was the yeah, one who was saying. Talk to Allie. Sefo was saying that he thinks that the defense will be able to hold them, but due to the way WS uh, Washington State has been playing, that the like he's really expecting a lot from his offense from himself to go out there and score some points because he even admits in the past they the past few games besides Arizona they weren't able to score points so even though he believes his defense will hold them he thinks the buffs are going to need to go out the buffs offense are going to need to go out and score some points and help the defense and not put it all on them because if it is then that won't be a good game that'll be too much for the defense Exactly. Side point real quick, uh, bringing it back to Bryce Badwin's old – B-Bad Industries old segment. I've got something to say. I've got something to say. Washington State, you're not allowed to have two different abbreviations. You're only allowed one abbreviation per team. Uh, you can't use WSU and Wazoo. Pick one. That's my <laughs> – I have something to say. I think Wazoo is dumb, like, just like Mizzou. Mizzou. Why are we doing this? I don't know. So you <laughs> don't have to say misery? Like, I just – I, I've never been a fan of that. Anyways, going back to what Ali was saying, I think you want both sides of the ball preparing for the same thing every week. You want the offense to be expecting a shootout every single week. So they so they think they have to put up a, a ton of points, whereas you are your defense expecting it to be an absolute, you know, uh, knockdown drag out every single week. So they're trying, you know. So I think it's okay for the offense to be expecting a shootout. And if you ask me, I think it is going to be. So I love Colorado's defense, but I think they're going to be points put on the board. Uh, it's just this is Washington State's offense. You saw the way that Arizona, well, they're, they're pretty similar in the way that their offenses operate. The Buffs haven't let anyone do anything on offense at home. I think if anyone can do it, it's these Cougars. So you want Cepho and the offense in that mindset. It doesn't mean they don't believe in the defense just means they they have to be in that mindset of saying we got to put up 40 if we're gonna win this game no and he reiterated that he was like it's not that I'm saying that I think it's gonna be all on us it's just the, the last few games have been all on the defense and that's not acceptable going into Washington State and Utah so that's what he was saying with his um what he wanted as a shootout from the offense yeah and again that's both of those sides are capable of that and that's what's so special about this team is the offense can put up 40 50 points on this Washington State team, maybe. Uh, the same way that the defense could potentially hold them to 14 or less. And both the Buffs and the Cougs run very similar offensive formations. Uh, they both are spread teams. 
uh, under basically a Texas Tech offense. Mike Leach at Texas Tech, Darren Cheverini at Texas Tech. These are very similar offenses. Uh, maybe Luke Falk's a better quarterback and the Buffs have better wide receivers on the outside. But I think it's so, still key for each team to establish a run game because when you establish a run game and a spread offense, they're almost unstoppable. Right. Um, that's got to be Colorado's first order of business on the offensive side of the ball. Get Phil Lindsay going. Get Phil Lindsay rolling. They have to come out hot. Right. I mean, you don't – you do not want to find yourself behind in this game. You don't want your defense on their heels early. They got to go out there, establish a couple drives, and calm things down. I think there's going to be a lot of nerves, a lot of adrenaline out there on this field. This is a top – like, they're a top ten team. All of a sudden, they've handled these expectations pretty well. They've tightened up in a few games. I thought they really tightened up against UCLA. They have to come out early and establish their presence so they don't start tightening up. Because I think if they do, they could be in trouble. I think Washington State might be a little more loose in this game. Well, even talking about nerves, um, a few people asked Brian Muller yesterday in the press conference whether when he starts getting these butterflies, and it was asked to multiple players, but Ryan says, uh, Ryan Muller said he didn't, that if he – that he and the rest of his defense have learned that if they feel prepared for a team, they don't get those butterflies. And if he knows that he has done everything he needed to throughout the week and he's ready for Washington State or the next game and play Colorado football, that he isn't going to get those nerves and he's going to go out there. And if he does have nerves, then he gets worried that he isn't going to play as well. And he said a lot of the defense feels the same way with that. It's the same – it's that old saying, preparation breeds confidence. If you – have a presentation in class and you don't prepare for it at all and you're just going to have to go up there and BS the whole thing, you get nervous as soon as you start walking up there. If you know everything, you studied it, you did everything perfectly, and you know exactly what you're talking about, same thing as sitting here on this podcast. You know, If you told me I had to sit here and talk about Colorado State football on a podcast, I'd probably be nervous, but it's preparation breeds mentality. You know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing. You go out there and you know exactly what to expect from that offense. You know your keys that you have to read. You're going to be confident, so I think that's pretty great, although I guarantee you he gets butterflies when he's running out behind Ralphie. That's funny because he actually compared it to taking a test, and exactly. he said that he's they've been preparing for this test, especially these last few games um, against Utah, against Washington State, Pac-12 championship possibly, et cetera, and that they know it, and that's what has – built so much confidence in this defense and how they feel. But, yeah, running a, running behind Ralphie, I bet I, could, I would get some nerves. Too. The good news for you Buffs fans is you're prepared in your knowledge of sports. You're prepared to bet on sports. And the place to do that is mybookie.lv. They have thousands of experts and rookies, and you're probably an expert because you listen to this podcast. You feel pretty prepared from what you know. Uh, Winning big there every day. They offer real Las Vegas odds, amazing player props, and live in-game action with odds updated in real time. But the best thing about MyBookie.lv is the fast, no-hassle payouts. And I say that as fast as I can because that's how fast and no-hassle the payouts are. Wow, you're kind of good at that. (laughs) It's been the same read for six months. I hope I'm good at it. Join now, and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 and get an extra 10% on top of that when you sign up and use promo code BSNDenver. That's promo code BSNDenver. Expert or rookie, you got to go check out MyBookie.lv. You have you ever considered being an auctioneer? That's literally what I was just about I have. to say. Oh my god! I was I was talking to someone the other day. They're like, I can't believe like how hard is it to do play by play? I'm like, not really hard. My parents have been yelling about how much I talk for 21 years. <laughs> I just put it to good use. Uh, See, I always hear like the problem with people from Colorado is they drag their words out mm-hmm. and talk really slow. Colorado. So that's, that's how you Colorado. know I'm not a Boulder native. Yep. So never. There you don't, go. don't you try to claim us. <laughs> 
love Colorado. <laughs> not, neither of you are one Colorado, of us. It's Colorado. You not, no, you it's Colorado. It's Colorado. You are not. Colorado. It's not Rado. Don't you start me. It's I, spelled Rado. I think I got You're nervous and spelled ra- said Rado a few times on one of my stand-ups That's recently. That's the correct way of saying it. No, no, I said no, it the, the way you spell it. Colorado. I say Colorado normally, right? Yeah. Colorado. I said Colorado. No, Colorado I, is the right way of saying it. So Colorado. No, is that's no, wrong. no, that's no he's not it. true. Colorado is the way you spell it, Look, and that's the way you say it. I am a native. <laughs> you guys are foreigners and aliens in this state, and I'm right, and you're wrong. Speaking of alien, the Buffs are very alien to going to a bowl recently, uh, and we've been talking about this maybe. Uh, would it be better for the Buffs to, I don't know, go to the Holiday Bowl and win, or would it be better for that, or better for them to lose? Big time to Alabama in the first round of the college football playoff. <laughs> it's funny because it reminds me of one of my favorite conversations, which is, is it better to win the NIT or lose in the first round of the, of the NCAA tournament? In which the correct answer is always making it to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But this Why? feels a little bit different to me. Because in the NCAA tournament, you always have a chance in the first round. I mean, the Buffs are never going to be a 16 seed going up against you know a, a one seed in the very first round of, of the tournament. This, if you got that four seed, that's basically like you're being a 16 seed going up against a one seed. I, I have all the confidence in the world in this team against just about every team in the country besides Alabama. I don't want to see this season, this dream season, and like we've seen a couple seasons in the past end for, for Colorado, and I hate to bring up 70 to three, but you're just, you just, that's what, that's what I think of when I think of, this football team looking across from Alabama. Uh, I think it's better to me, not the Holiday Bowl, but it is better to me to go to the Rose Bowl, have a chance at really winning the Rose Bowl, and finishing this season on a high note rather than going up against Alabama, which I, I really give them zero chance of winning that game. I agree. I think going um, shooting for the Rose Bowl, which is what they have all been – the players have all been shooting for since the beginning, and having a chance to win and possibly winning that is a lot better for their season, for next season to come up and look into possibly going to the college playoffs next year prepared. This season we didn't even know if they were going to make it to a bowl game. Crazy. Like Right now I think the bowl game is what they need to keep their mind and their eyes set to um, and then go into next season – possibly considering, all right, well, let's see how we can play and possibly go to the college football playoff. I think the best scenario for the Buffs at this point is winning the Rose Bowl. I agree. I I mean, obviously the best scenario is winning the national championship. But but the best realistic scenario is winning the Rose Bowl because I think they match up really well with a team like Wisconsin. Uh, And you've seen them play Michigan, who's arguably the best Big Ten team, to a very good – they played very well. That could be a potential matchup there because Ohio State beats Michigan. They're out of the playoffs. Michigan might not have their quarterback for that one. You know, so uh, I I really like uh, where things are heading for Colorado. I don't think they're going to get into the college football playoff. I think you need – What an amazing problem to have, though. Like, we're talking about, like, "Eh, maybe you don't want to make the college football playoff. And I think it's also worth mentioning – that no one hangs their head if you get blown out by like, Alabama. I mean, Alabama's blown out. Alabama might blow out the Browns. Just kidding. Should we? That's a terrible should we take. share the <laughs> sign? Should we share the sign that you might have? Uh, perhaps. Well, it's not we? happening, well, unfortunately. But I, I thought a great game day sign. Actually, I thought it was my idea. We collaborated. Okay, fine. 
It was that Dunkin' Donuts. Allie, was it my idea or, or is it his idea? We were together. We were all together. Well, I heard your first idea, which I liked because of a song, but I didn't hear the second oh, okay. idea. Okay. Well, it was a collaboration. You, it, you birthed the idea, and I raised the idea to Again a lot. With the pr- did you end up using the pregnancy thing in your I story? Did. <laughs> I did. Um, anyways, we wanted to make a sign that said, we definitely do not want Bama because no one should want Bama. And that's kind of what this goes back to is, if they could get to three, if they could somehow get to three, which is even more inconceivable than them even getting to four, then you say yes. Maybe you take a close loss, or maybe you you lose badly. I just – you do not want to see Alabama. There's just no way this team – I mean, the front – there's just no way. There's I, no way. I want to jump back to this really quick. Uh, Allie, make a good point. He's been using a lot of pregnancy and family yeah. references ever since he moved to the suburbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the suburbs. <laughs> That's lo- what it is. A lot more paternal <laughs> references in his stories recently. I just want to be like my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> nice, happy family. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I really don't. Uh, but you know what you got to go do, Ryan? You know what you got to go do? I want to know what I have to go do. You got to stop off at the Lincoln Light Rail Station if you're heading downtown for a Nuggets game or anything like that, maybe an Avs game. Uh, that's the Clock Tower Grill right off the Lincoln Light Rail Station. $3 Long Island on Monday, 75-cent wings on Wednesdays, and $3 shots on Friday. There's no better place to start your event than the Clock Tower Grill. Remember, go to the Clock Tower Grill before jumping on the light rail and heading downtown or stop there off of the Lincoln Light Rail Station. Well, it's time for us to bring back uh, one of those segments that we're not sure that anyone likes. But no, everyone it. loves this everyone one. Everyone loves this one? No, I like this one, so I think so. All right, well. The pod always needs a little more sex appeal. Yep, we are a very sexy podcast. Uh, and we need to keep it very sexy, uh, you know. Just like the Buffs uniforms this week. Sex, pure sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen to this short Jewish man talk about sex. A podcast. <laughs> oh my God. There's, ga- there's got to be at least one. Howard Stern does a really good one. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, we are bringing back the All Cougar Draft, where we draft women over 40s. Uh, because the Cougars, of course, the Washington State Cougars, we broke it out last year for the Washington State Cougars, also the BYU Cougars. So this means this segment's coming back in like two weeks when the Buffs play the Cougars in hoops. And like, I've, I'm trying to not repick ones I've already picked. Same. Uh, so I've never done Allie this. Ali doesn't know. So like, co- sorry, sorry, Kathy Saban. Like, you can't be on the list. Sorry, Belinda Leon. <laughs> Everyone who knows that I'm awful at the all name draft, like I admit to being that bad at that, um, this list, I hope I please you guys because I really love all the girls that I chose. <laughs> She's like, I might not know names, but I know beautiful women. Exactly. All right. Well, all right. Well, you have the first pick, Al. All right. It's probably been done before, but she's she's my bae. I love her in everything that she does. And if I could curse, I would say F A M J Lo. So I'm going to go for Jennifer Aniston. Not J-Lo. An- J- Angelina Jolie. I'm going to go. She just picked three <laughs> names. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I said, because it's either Team Aniston or Team Angelina Jolie, and I choose Jennifer Aniston. She's literally perfect. She was so that's a, who you picked? Yes, she was Jennifer first, she Aniston. my first ever pick ever on this. I'm not surprised. She, she was 1-1. She's one, perfect. One. Yep, she was. Oh, I love her. Good, great pick. Okay. Ryan or me? Uh, I'll go. Uh, which one do I want? Hard with choice. my first pick, I'm going to go with Eva Mendez. Oh, I saw her. My, saw mo- her my mom met her. Really? She was compared to looking like um, her. Retraction. I'm taking Allie's mom. 
Nick just got either very upset or very happy <laughs> at home listening to this. Allie's brother. He's used to it. Everyone yeah. would always love my mom. I, is she, she? Yeah, she's over forty. Um, Barely. <laughs> there was there was some question <laughs> about that, uh, and uh, I'll just stop talking. Okay. Um, <laughs> first pick, uh, not the third baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. Ava Longoria. I was trying to go with multiple Avas. Oh, no, I just kidding. Well, it was Ava Longoria that my mom was compared with. Well, I, I, I knew you went with Ava right away, and you already gave away some of your strategy, so I had to steal that one off That's the board. That's messed up, bro. Just saying. Well, I got the turnaround pick here, so uh, second pick of the – or first pick of the second round, I am going to go with Carmen Electra. Wow. she. I think this is her first appearance. <laughs> She's coming in with a lot of voltage. <laughs> Uh, oh. She's a real live wire. Okay. Um. A lot of watts there. <laughs> you guys are so I funny. I just like can't. I want her. You guys are hilarious, you know? I could give her the so blog. So clever. Oh, my God. Sorry. So clever. Um, all right. With my second pick, I'm going to take Gwyneth Paltrow, even though I wanted Eva Longoria. Okay, for my second pick, I'm going to go with Adriana Lima, Victoria's Secret model, mm. who is perfect again. <laughs> Me and Jake at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. We've seen that girl. Yes. yes. <laughs> All, right, All right, you got the turnaround, Al. Um, oh, I have so many good names. Um, I'm going to say Cameron Diaz. Also, nice. I think she was also before. on my first ever team. I love her in Shrek. Right, I'm pretty sure this one's been taken. I can't remember. I was really struggling for ones that haven't been taken. So the last one I'm going to take is Heather Graham. Mm, good pick. I'm going to go with a, a unique pick here. Uh, wife of an NBA player, Gabrielle Union. I actually looked at her. She was on my big board. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I just picked her over Gwen Stefani. I had oh, Gwen Stefani on mine too. Hell yeah. Oh. We okay, something we I had on. Sophia Vergara. I had to go with my Spanish. She's beautiful. I think Bryce picked her. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Bryce also picked. shout out to Anna Ferris, who turns 40 in two weeks. Well, she can be on your BYU team. Cougar team. Uh, oh, so. I have a few. Oh. Go ahead. Give your honorable mentions. Um, Jennifer Garner. She's great. And Heidi Klum. That was a Tyler, that Tyler's this can pick there. Heidi Klum. I, w- I would put Julia Luffy Dreyfus on all my lists. Shut up. But uh, <laughs> she also made that video on SNL about how she can no longer be uh, she can no longer be considered attractive. She's sick of being attractive. She made this SNL skit. No, it was on a uh, what's her name show. Uh, female comic. Amy Real, Schumer. Amy Schumer's show. Exactly. It was really funny. Um, um, Courtney Cox. That's an honorable mention for me. Oh, Friends. I love Friends. <laughs> So, and then Gwen Stefani was on my list. No doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) That's going to wrap up the BSN Buffs podcast. Uh, We've got a basketball show coming out this week, too. Uh, The schedule is a little bit weird with basketball in the non-conference, so we've been trying to figure out how to do that. Uh, Football podcast every Thursday morning, as usual. For Ali Monroy, Ryan Konigsberg, I'm Jake Shapiro. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you very soon. Make sure you follow all of our contests. Content on bsndenver.com.
Hey, and make sure you go to check out Life Flower Dispensary in Glendale, just south of Denver. They service medical and recreational marijuana until midnight. They are a one-stop shop and have something for everyone. Whether you're a smoker or prefer, prefer to use topical treatments for severe pain, Life Flower carries a huge variety of edibles, edibles, infused sodas, concentrates, flowers, and they carry glass too. Check out the menu at weedmaps.com for specific strains and price details, or just show up at Life Flower off of Weedsdale. Check, check, check. Check, 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 check. Did Shay? Shay had two touchdowns. Check. Dude, our continuous of trolling Shay Fields is, it keeps so happening. Hilarious. It's an amazing thing. You've got to hear about this. This is what happens with uh, Shay Fields yesterday. So I was meeting Allie in between classes to shoot the, the pre-thing, the pre-game video. And uh, so I walk up in the Champion Center, uh, like, I end up just walking all the way because the press conference is still going on. So, like, Mac walks out, um, and, like, Mac's like, hey, you missed the whole thing. I'm like, I got class just like your players, but, like, coach. And he's like, ah, good on you for going, like, complete Mac <laughs> thing. He's such a little I was, talk dad. I was talking to Mark Johnson, like, whatever. So I help Allie bring our stuff out, and me and Allie walk past Shea Fields, and Shea, like, looks at Allie and just starts shaking his head. And, so like, you said, hey, first. oh, no, I, yeah, I said, hey, first. Him. I'm like, and what's up, Shay? Because like, he's like Shay? eating lunch in that like where pasta, the pasta and Jays thing like, is. Hey. And we're walking in that hall, and he's like, "Y'all are too much for <laughs> me, man. Y'all are too." I'm like, "You get our snaps during the game, because during the game, me and Ali sent him a snap after he scored the I touchdowns, doing the right, doing the blackout boys." And he's like, "It's like, I, like I." He's like just speechless, shaking his head. It was you guys amazing. Are too much, like, laughing, and then. Shay, and he just like walks away like laughing his ass off. I was like, Shh. oh shit.